This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So last night, news broke that Mikhail Gorbachev had died at the age of 91. Now, it's really interesting in the time since the announcement was made to hear the different reactions and the different analysis of his legacy, because it's not 100% cut and dried. I think there's different perspectives uh, depending on where you were and what you remember. And, and I mean, let's be honest, there's some revisionist history around some of what happened there. What we do know for sure, um, he was the last leader of the Soviet Union, right? I think that 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 we do know <laughs> um, before it collapsed. Now, then you've got his his involvement in the Cold War and ending the Cold War. Some people credit him with ending the Cold War. Some people credit him with bringing down the Iron Curtain and um, changing the face of the world. Um, how much of a role did he play in that? Obviously, he was front and center. And like I say, for people of my age, um, one of the most influential world leaders of my life. No question. Absolutely. And uh, was in power over a tremendous transformation on the global stage. So let's get some details on exactly how do you characterize what he did and his involvement in world history. We're going to chat with Marcus Kolga, who is the founder of disinfowatch.org and a senior fellow at the McDonald Laurier Institute Center for Advancing Canada's Interests Abroad. Uh, Marcus, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Shay. This legacy uh, of Mikhail Gorbachev, it's not cut and dried, is it? I mean, I've, I've heard all kinds of different analysis, and it seems like your perspective can sort of change what you think he did or didn't do. I mean, how can it be so complicated? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a real mixed bag of nuts, and it all depends on your, your perspective. Uh, and there are many of them when it comes to Mikhail Gorbachev. Um, look, this is a, 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 the last Soviet leader, as you mentioned. He came to power in 1985. The situation in the Soviet Union was pretty dire. Um, it had entered a, a period of long stagnation under Leonid Brezhnev. Uh, the economy was on the brink of collapse. Uh, and so uh, Mikhail Gorbachev was required uh, to do something about it. And he, he recognized the fact that things were not going well for the Soviets. And so uh, he introduced uh, some reforms, uh, perestroika, which is a term yep. that your listeners, I'm sure, are familiar with. Glasnost. These, Glasnost, of course. Perestroika was a liberalization of uh, the, the Soviet economy to try and get it going again. Uh, Glasnost uh, was an opening up of social liberalization. Um, there were limited, uh, it was an opening of, of freedom of expression, of cultural identity, specifically in those nations occupied by the Soviet Union. So he thought that by introducing these reforms, that he could actually uh, preserve the Soviet Union to maintain it. And that was, um, you know, if we're looking at his legacy, that was his primary objective was to uh, to keep that union together, to keep the Soviet uh, imperium uh, as one whole. Now, the perspectives in the West, of course, on his legacy is that he's a hero. He ended the Cold War. And right. you know, there's, a, there's some truth to that. I mean, he presided over uh, the collapse of the Soviet Union. He was a leader when that was happening. Um, when the wall came down in Berlin, he didn't 
send in the Soviet forces as Leonid Brezhnev did in Prague in 1968. And so to a certain degree, it was indeed a peaceful process, this transition to um, you know, a, a window of democracy that, of course, ended in 2000 when Vladimir Putin came to power. Um, and so, you know, I, I think there's a, there are truths to that, uh, that Western perspective about him. Now, if you're one of the millions of people who is living in Central or Eastern Europe, specifically those countries occupied by the Soviet Union, you're going to have a different perspective. Yeah. My own parents fled uh, the Soviet occupation after the Second World War. And, um, you know, when, when all of this was happening at the end of the 80s, when... Uh, you know, the Latvians, Lithuanians, Estonians, Georgians were, Ukrainians were rising up and, and demanding more freedom and independence from the Soviet Union. Uh, but, or, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev sent in the troops. Uh, he killed dozens of people in Latvia, in Lithuania, and in Georgia in January of 1991. And so from that perspective, I mean, he, they see him as, a, as just another Soviet leader, a totalitarian repressive leader who tried to um, subjugate them. And then, of course, there's the Russian perspective as well. Going, I went through the uh, Russian media just this morning, and there are characterizations of, of Mikhail Gorbachev being a grave digger of the Soviet Union. Um, the Russian perspective is that he was a failure, a, a, a loser, if you will, who failed to maintain the Soviet Union. And Vladimir Putin himself has repeatedly identified uh, 1991 and Mikhail Gorbachev as, as being a failure and the, the, the breakdown of the Soviet Union as being one of the greatest geopolitical disasters in history. And it's one of the reasons, quite frankly, we see this war in Ukraine today. It's Vladimir Putin trying to reverse what happened right. in 1991 and pull together the Soviet Union. So, yeah, a mixed bag of of reactions to uh, to uh, to Mikhail Gorbachev and his legacy. It's kind of interesting because, you know, I'm just reading U.S. President Joe Biden's statement. He says, for example, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev was a man of remarkable vision. As leader of the USSR, he worked with President Reagan to reduce our two countries' nuclear arsenals, which he did. That was big. After decades of brutal repression, he embraced democratic reforms. But as you say, there's a school of thought that he didn't necessarily embrace democratic reforms. He just couldn't manage to maintain the, the Soviet Union the way that it was. And I mean, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Did he see that and pivot and become this Western hero of democracy? I mean, how did that happen where if he, that wasn't his goal, that wasn't his intent, was he just smart enough to recognize the opportunity? I mean, how did that work? Look, I think, uh, you know, there was a, a columnist at the Washington Post, George F. Will, who yesterday characterized this, all of this as, 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 as Mikhail Gorbachev, that he stumbled into his greatness. I mean, he wasn't really aware. He wasn't very, he certainly, certainly wasn't a visionary. Um, he wasn't aware of, of the circumstances that he was in. Uh, he was, for many years before he came to power, he was at the tip of, of the Soviet nomenclatura. He had no real understanding of what was going on around him. And so, you know, when we talk about uh, Gorbachev as some great democratizer or liberalizer of, 
of, uh, of the Soviet Union. It's, it's simply not true. When, uh, when he opened up the, the Soviet Union in, in the late 1980s, um, he, uh, he was doing this because he believed that by opening it up, he would preserve communism. Because he was a communist. He was a right. Marxist-Leninist till the day he died. As a very young man, yeah, for his whole life. And, and that continued, and he continued to be so. Um, you know, and I think that his policy of opening was based on um, his observations of what happened in Prague in 1968. He believed that by allowing uh, the citizens to express themselves, that they would that would lead to a true form of communism. It wasn't meant to um, grant these people freedom, the freedom of expression, but again, to preserve communism. So, you know, I really wouldn't say that he was a, a man of, of any sort of particular vision. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, he was just there. Enacted, he was just he just happened <laughs> to be there at the time. I'm not saying that you could put anyone there, but but he really didn't do too much. You know, it, he's more known and I guess he's heroic for what he didn't do. And like I mentioned, when the wall fell in Berlin, he didn't send in the tank. And even though there was bloodshed in Latvia and Lithuania in January of 91, um, you know, ultimately, after, you know, before the coup happened in August 1991, um, he didn't send in more tanks. He didn't, you know, I think that if Vladimir Putin had been in that position, um, he would have engaged in a full-scale right. war. He didn't do that. And I think for that, I think the world can uh, can certainly uh, express its appreciation for, for what he, in fact, did not do. Uh, instead of what he did do. Yeah, I was reading last night some people saying that, you know what, the person who actually did more, the person who deserves a little more credit in this area is actually his the guy who came after, Boris Yeltsin. He, he, he was much more engaged and involved in some of the things that Gorbachev is known as being the, the guy who implemented it in the Soviet Union. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I completely agree with that. Look, like I said earlier, Gorbachev tried to maintain the Soviet Union tooth and nail right. yeah. until the very end, until August of 1991. Um, after when he was at that point, he was basically removed from power. Boris Yeltsin came to the forefront as the president of Russia itself. And uh, and he did far more to grant freedom and independence to the occupied nations of that. There were the nations that were occupied by the Soviet Union and uh, and gave hope. He opened he completely opened up Russia and Russia um, for that 10 year period when when Boris Yeltsin was president was one of the most open and liberal and democratic uh, countries in the entire world. They had more newspapers per capita than any other country at that point. And that has completely changed, of course, under Vladimir Putin. And one of uh, you know, Yeltsin's unfortunate legacies is that he actually chose uh, Vladimir Putin to succeed him over another wonderful pro-democracy uh, opposition activist, Boris Nemtsov, and uh, that's one of the reasons we see this terrible war that we're seeing today in Ukraine. It's fascinating. I mean, they always say history is messy, and this is a, a living example of that. I mean, <laughs> can you sum up Mikhail Gorbachev's legacy? Like you said, it's very complicated. There's a lot of different, and it all depends on your perspective, right? I mean, that's the bottom line. Yeah, look, I think his legacy of de-escalating uh, the nuclear, potential nuclear, any potential nuclear conflict for, with the U.S., I mean, um, that's certainly a, a positive sign. The fact, again, that he didn't engage in any sort of full-scale war against the uh, nations that were occupied by the Soviet Union, uh, you know, I think that's a, a positive. Uh, a positive. Um, you know, I think one of the things that a lot of commentators are forgetting this morning is that, um, unfortunately, in 2014, when Vladimir Putin first invaded Ukraine and occupied Crimea and, and eastern Ukraine, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev came out and 
and thanked uh, Vladimir Putin and, and said that had he been in the same position as Putin, he would have done the same thing. And so he congratulated Putin for hmm. for that. I think that's unfortunate. Now, there are some uh, some reports, so mostly anecdotal, that are coming out that over the past few months, uh, Gorbachev did express concern about uh, Putin's invasion. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, in 2014, he, he clearly demonstrated that, you know, the, the, the freedom and democracy that the West is hailed him for as a hero uh, aren't completely true. So I think that we need to include that in in the legacy when we're talking about uh, Mikhail Gorbachev. Yeah, in, in the warts and all, <laughs> look at it. Um, yeah. Marcus, always fascinating. Thank you so much for your insight. I really appreciate you joining us.